Roll camera. Mics up. And action. Live from Australia, streaming around the world. Around the world. The most cinematic podcast of your week awaits. This is Bottomless Popcorn with your host, Morgan Brown. Hey everyone, I'm Morgan. This is another episode of uh, Bottomless Popcorn. Uh, today on the show, we have a friend of mine named Angela Egan. She's a friend from uh, Disney on Ice, and she is currently over in the UK uh, performing uh, as one of the professionals on the Dancing on Ice uh, television TV show. Uh, so she's taking a bit of time out of her very busy schedule while she's filming that one to sit down and talk with us about her four favourite films. So let's get straight into it and speak to Angela. Hey, I'm Angela, and the last movie I saw was a rewatch of Braveheart, which was actually oh. playing on my parents' television over Christmas. Very good. And it's been a while, but I still love it. Yeah. You don't need to watch that one with subtitles either because you can understand the accent too, I'm sure. The terrible accent that Mel Gibson oh. has. <laughs> of course. Very bad Scottish accent, but... Yeah. No, I don't know. It's just one of those movies for me that it's it's always shown on television in Scotland. I wonder why. But whenever it's on, I just sit down for a second and I watch it and then I just continue watching it for the whole, oh, I don't know, two and a half hours or however long it's on for. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you join it from. You'll end up watching it from wherever you are to the very end. Yeah, but yes, yeah. I get the same joy out of it every single time. We were just talking before we started, but we worked out that you and I didn't think we had met before, but now... I think we have, as we worked on the same Disney on Ice show together a few years ago, but did. didn't uh, didn't meet one another. Didn't or don't remember time. meeting one another if we did. So. <laughs> so, yeah. Isn't it weird, though? The world that we live in is, like, such a small world, but so vast as well, because that's, that's crazy. crazy. I've actually yeah. probably met you before, because we run it in the same crowds. Like, you're Nako's friend, chance. I'm Nako's yeah. friend. So how we never met, I have no idea. Exactly. And Nako's the world's friend. Everyone knows Nako now, too. That's so true. It's, don't it's been, uh, I think he's going to soon be eclipsed by our hero, though, Dave McCarthy. So that'll be interesting if, we, <laughs> if that continues to propel the direction it's going with CEO Flying. Have you joined so, his Facebook group yet? I definitely have. We're going to go to the movies today and we're going to watch your number one favourite movie. But there's going to be some trailers for some of your other favourite films that you've picked playing uh before it but obviously if we're going to the movies we're going to make a little pit stop at the candy bar so what uh snacks and stuff are you going to pick up on the way through oh man i'm quite a classical chick like i'm a solid like popcorn and soda kind of person yeah but have you been to mexico before i have not they okay i do a lot of a lot of skate shows in mexico and they have this um the cinema called uh, cine police and cinemex one of the two i'm not sure but they have a VIP section right? and you basically, it's like a different cinema hall together and you don't have a kiosk. You have a little button on your side of your chair uh, and then you have a waiter come and take your order. And the menu is so vast. It's, you can have anything from chicken wings yeah. to whiskey. It's fantastic. Yeah. So when I'm in Mexico, I ditch the popcorn and the soda and I'm all about yeah. the sushi and the gin and tonic. Uh, and yep, the right. chicken wings yep. and everything else but if i'm back home in the uk or anywhere else large popcorn butter if i'm in america we don't have, seem to have butter popcorn anymore in the uk which sucks yeah but yeah i know there's yeah. always a thing with europeans about the sweet or salty popcorn so where do you where do you fall um, in that category i'm kind of on the fence because i i don't 
I don't not like salted popcorn, but I prefer yeah. prefer it with butter. So only have that if I get butter with it. Yeah, but if sure. I'm just having normal popcorn, it's sweet. But I have heard that's like sacrilegious to some people. So um, yeah, it's. I was shocked when I was on tour and found out that sweet popcorn was a thing. I was like, that really? Sounds, yeah, it's all salty. Is it not a thing at all? Yeah, it's like salty. You can buy like flavored ones, like pre-popped and stuff on the shelf, but in movies yeah. over here, it's pretty much salty or not. Like, And so, then, yeah. then you get the weirdos over here who get the mixed popcorn, like the sweet and salty together. No, it's no. like yeah. you don't want to have that kind of fear no. in your life what you're going to have in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. How, how do you – so over here, like Maltesers and stuff, people will mix Maltesers into the popcorn. How do you feel about that? No, no, yeah. popcorn's popcorn. Leave it alone. It's like an original exactly. movie. Don't redo it. Just make <laughs> it perfect. Yeah, cool. Um, love Maltesers, not on popcorn. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Um, when it's you go to... Bed, yeah. <laughs> when you go to the movies, do you... Like, what kind of cinema do you seek out? Do you go for the biggest screen you can see or are you going for, like, one with recliner seats or... Like you were just talking about in Mexico, like the, the one where you get a waiter who'll bring the food and drinks into you while you're watching the film. If you if you have the option, which one do you pick? Um, honestly, in the past, I would always go for like what had the best quality of movie, like an IMAX cinema or all that stuff. But yeah, um, more and more now, cinemas do have these big recliners and they're just sheer comfort. So I feel now that when I go to cinema and I don't get that experience, I'm a little bit like, hmm. Yeah. That wasn't so wonderful, yeah. no matter how good the movie is, no matter how good yeah. the showing is, you know. Yeah. But, um, so maybe I'm a movie snob or a cinema seat snob, I should say, and go. I just go for, the, go for the luxury rather than the quality of the movie. the movie. Do you remember the first movie that you ever saw at the movies? It had to be like a Disney movie, I think. Oh, I remember my mum taking me to see The Little Mermaid when it was okay, first yeah. way back, yeah. like a thousand years ago. And... I cried my eyes out at the end. Yeah. Like bubbling mess. And she was so confused to why this happy ending had happened and her six-year-old daughter was a slobbering mess. Yeah. And I remember being so upset that Ariel was never going to see her daddy ever again. Yeah. So my mom wouldn't let me see the movie after that for a very long time <laughs> because it caused me such distress. But I remember yeah. going to the cinema and seeing it and just being like emotionally wrecked by that movie. Yeah, yeah. No, that's so cool. And a, like, a few people I've done this with from Disney have, have done Disney films as like what they think or like have listed that as their one of their four or one of their early like movie memories and stuff. So I don't know. Have you ever done the mermaid role in the shows as well? Mm-hmm. I have. So done, was that a bit brought back all the emotions and all the memories? <laughs> Did it bring there back all doing? the psychological like, oh, trauma? Yeah. <laughs> No, it's fine. I'll just skate backstage fair. and I'll see my dad again then, so it'll be fine. I right? mean, no, to be fair, I do get, like, nervous doing that role, which was probably one of the few ones I do get nervous doing these days. But yeah. maybe that's some, like, untapped background brain problems that I've got that's been yeah. affected by this movie all those years ago. Perhaps, yeah. That's really <laughs> cool. Um, maybe therapy sessions now as well. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I need to monetize this somehow, so that might be it now, I think. There you go. Um, What's a movie that you remember more for the experience of seeing it? Uh, you remember that more than the actual film? Oh, one of two. I remember getting taken to see 
well, as a young as a young person or any time? At any time, yeah. Any time. Oh, maybe Jurassic Park, the first one. Yeah. Because I remember being a little bit too young to see it and having this conversation with my parents that I'd be okay, I can handle it, I can like, you know, yeah. take it all in. I wouldn't be traumatized by it, I wouldn't be scared. And yeah. it was a friend's birthday party and we had the whole day together. It was like, I think we were like 12 years old, maybe. Yeah. And then we went to Jurassic Park afterwards. And I remember just thinking that it was a really cool day. Yeah. Just the whole thing. And I thought, I shouldn't be watching this movie, but I am. Yeah. And it's fine and I can handle it. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. And what about the other one? What do you think was the other one you were thinking of? Um, Maybe The Dark Knight. Because okay, when The yeah. Dark Knight came out in Scotland... I don't know if we didn't have IMAX cinemas like in the actual cinema complexes as of yet. The screens yeah. weren't there. But we have this um, like a science centre in Scotland and they had the first IMAX cinema screen. Mm-hmm. And I remember being a very good girlfriend at the time to my whoever I was dating at that point and getting tickets to Dark Knight to see in IMAX. And I remember just being absolutely blown away by it. My first IMAX yeah. experience and it was How insane. Cool is it, hey? Yeah. That, that opening scene when it's over the over the um yeah, over the yeah. city, and I was just sitting there. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. But what what's got me now is I don't know. I've been to IMAX a few times after that, and it's never had the same experience. Never had the same yeah. kind of wow factor. And I'm wondering now if we're like become accustomed to that, if we're yeah. getting used to like bigger and better, and we're not we're no longer impressed. Yeah. As human beings, right? That's what we do. We a lot of them seem to get released in IMAX, but they don't ever entirely take up the full screen either, I've found. Which is yeah, which is kind of disappointing. Like the Spider-Man's never took up the entire it fit the width of it, but it never quite filled it top to bottom, which was a bit disappointing. But I know the Batman one did, all the Christopher Nolan ones do, if you see them, like Dunkirk. He he was like the first guy to use the IMAX cameras, right? Is that right? Is that trivia? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Batman. Yeah, it was, um, they were always really cool. I I wish I had seen Tenant, the the new one he just did. I think that would have been really cool to see. I'm still trying to figure that movie out, man. Yeah. It's crazy, yeah. Yeah, it took me a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I enjoyed that. I thought that was really If What about movies based on, like, books and novels or, like, any sort of source material, even if it's, like, comic books and stuff like that? Do you take notice of those kind of things? Are you the kind of person who will read the book before or after you see the film? Yeah. Um, I see you guys going to hate me for this. I am um, a massive Lord of the Rings fan. Yeah, and it, it was a struggle not to put it in my top four to be honest he kind of yes. actually talked me out of it so give yeah. him a word um, I read The Hobbit really early on I read it in like elementary school primary school we call it in the UK and I loved it and then when the movies came out I just like oh, it was just like a dream come true I got yeah. a tattoo I got my name in Elvish tattooed on me <laughs> really commemorated so yeah yeah um, but Marvel movies and comic book movies, like I honestly have never picked up a Marvel comic in my entire life ever, yeah. but I still love the movies. And I probably, yeah. I mean, I do read background information. I do read background stories. So I feel like I can keep up, keep up with you guys who know what you're talking about, but yeah. I've never really kind of like read the source material. Yeah, sure. Ever. 
So, but I still enjoy it equally. However, I remember going to see Watchmen a few years ago. Yeah. And I didn't enjoy the movie at all. Yeah. And then somebody was like, listen, you've got to read the graphic novel. You've got to check it out. You you won't get it otherwise. And I tried to go through it and I just couldn't. (laughs) Yeah. Wasn't my jam. Yeah. Couldn't get through it. That was another one too. I think I only saw it because it was right. It was like when it came out, it was rated. like an exclusive an exclusion rating like you had to be a certain age or older to see it oh yeah and i remember like being the age you were allowed to see it and going to see it and then being like oh whatever that was i think i might have gone asleep halfway through it honestly like yeah. i just it's pretty long too like it's, i think it's over two and a half hours ish i think it was people who are fans of the the graphic novel or, or was it called comic books or was it a novel i'm not sure i think um yeah. They they loved it, I guess, because it was so true to the story and it didn't deviate too much. But yeah. it just shows you that you have to you have yeah. to change things and to be on the screen. You know, it doesn't always yeah, work. Um, <laughs> all right, I'll I'll move on. Sorry. Um, so it's time for your first movie trailer, and it is for the movie uh, I Daniel Blake. Mm-hmm. So tell us about this one. How come you like this one so much, and why does this one appear in your top four list? So this one is a movie that completely took me by surprise. Um, I'm a big fan of the director, Ken Loach. He actually, he kind of came into my life, not my life, but my movie life, (laughs) um, when I was in maybe high school. And so where I live in Scotland is near Glasgow. And it's this really cute little city right by the sea. And it's basically where the river meets the sea. So we get a lot of cargo ships coming in and whatever. So even though it's really idyllic and pretty, we also have a lot of crime and drugs and things like that coming into our city. So we have a lot of kind of like gangster run things and whatnot. Um, so this director came to my city and he actually wanted to make a movie about my town and the kind of like the drug culture and young people growing up in my town and whatnot. And he picked a boy from my school to be the main character who's now won wards in Cannes. He's been plenty of movies now but he started off as a a young non like non acting actor and he ended up getting really big so since then that that movie was called Sweet 16 and the actor was a guy called Martin Compton Mm -hmm. and because of that I followed this guy this Ken Loach and I love these movies he did a couple of big ones did The Wind That Shook the Barley um he did a movie called I've heard of when when you told me his name I was like I feel like I've heard it before and that was the film that I had heard it I think that's that's one of his biggest kind of mainstream movies. Um, He does a lot of indie movies. He's actually won, it's an award in Cannes called the Palme d'Or, which I think Mm -hmm. means like golden palm tree. And it's like the biggest award you can get in Cannes. And he's won it twice, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But this movie, yeah, he won it for this film. Um, but I watched this movie on a plane and it was just honestly a random, like I'm having food at this point in time, I'm just going to put something on in the background, something a little easy, whatnot. And I was an emotional wreck the entire time, both happy yeah. and sad, because yeah. Ken Loach has a way of devastating his viewers. Yeah. he just, The movie is, um, it's based in Newcastle and it's based on a kind of middle-aged working man working class and for whatever reason he can no longer do his job as a carpenter and it's based around the kind of the UK benefit system 
mm-hmm. and how it failed this man because he was not of an age where he could use like computers and internet and websites and whatever. So he struggled to get through. And it's just really about how he was cheated and failed by the system. Yeah. And it ultimately ended in tragedy because of it. And but along the way, it's um it's comedy gold, it's yeah. heartbreaking, it's you know, it touches on subjects that a lot of filmmakers wouldn't really touch on. Yeah. And it's just unbelievable. And I always go back to it. So it's just one of those movies that I'm thinking, all right, what am I feeling like watching? Okay. Yeah. Put that Let's one do it again. Yeah. So it had to go in my top four. Yeah, nice. I think I think it's like a for a film to like be that well remembered by someone, and especially now that I just heard you say that your first viewing was of an airplane too. Like yeah. it has some serious substance if it managed to like leave that good of an impression on you because I often find watching a movie on a plane is like probably the worst place you could experience. Absolutely, you can so, barely even hear it and everyone exactly. anything else. Yeah. yeah. So that's I guess that's like a testament to the movie to show like how good its its substance and its character and its story is to be that well remembered and like and like thought of by you. Um so that's mm-hmm. awesome. I, I, it, I was saying I hadn't seen this one either, but I definitely want to check it out. And now especially more after hearing you talk about it as well because that sounds really, really good, yeah. It's definitely one of those movies. Like, it wasn't really mainstream at all, but anybody who has seen it is like, damn, have you seen that movie? Yeah. Like, it's it's something special. It really is. Yeah. And yeah, it's, just, um, it's just typical Ken Loach. It's just the way he is. He just likes to devastate everybody who watches his movies. Yeah. <laughs> In a, the best way. I was kind of reading a little bit of the trivia on the film too um just before we started talking and stuff as well and it was it was talking about that it, it and it's like in the credits it has like it offers thanks to uh the people that work in those services where they they kind of look after like uh people with medical conditions or injuries and like the financial assistance that those people give because it talks about like in making the film they they reached out to a lot of these people who work in these facilities whose job doesn't allow them to like actually give out this information but they did and so they're not they can't be so named they, and thanks so it's like kind of like an anonymous anonymous thank you to all these people that helped them explain how this actually happened when they kind of couldn't get official answers off the, the government services and the government and stuff as well so it's like kind of an anonymous thank you to which I thought was kind of nice and cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this is definitely one I think I'm going to have to check out now because I haven't. Uh, He's got a yet. bunch of movies that are just outstanding. He's actually um, watched Sweet 16 as well, if you get a chance. It's a little bit older. It was out maybe in the early 2000s. Yeah. But um, same kind of, same. he always touches on kind of working class poverty and just the struggles. And he does it in a really, dark comedy way it's never yeah. too dark and depressing yeah. so it's got ups and downs but the movies are always so good and angel yeah. shares i'll watch that one that's a good one okay nice um i'll move i'll move on i'll go to a couple more questions for you uh what movie do you think has the best soundtrack and what movie do you think has the best original score Ooh, that's a hard one yeah oh my god um soundtrack you've got to be talking like one of the Guy Ritchie movies like Snatch or something like that like they've all really good soundtracks those are the movies that I would actually go buy like an album of yeah yeah for sure 
um there was a really good movie a couple of years ago actually and it was oh i can't remember the name of it now it's about a little girl who's in a car crash and she's in a coma and it's her life around her if i stay stay, yeah that's what it's called and the soundtrack to that not the score the soundtrack is actually all smashing pumpkin songs but like Ah, so all of them so the slow ones and fast ones and acoustic ones but it's all smashing pumpkins and that's a really good really good soundtrack yeah, nice. Um, as for scores, man, I'm a figure skater. I grew up listening to like yeah. movie scores for like skating stuff. Um, and if you've ever been on a show with Aaron Brotherhood, you'll know that he loves to play those in presets <laughs> as well. He does love a Hans Zimmer, didn't he? He does. It's good. It's the best. We used to send each other playlists every day and go, I think this one between show two and three tomorrow would be good. Yeah. Go, I, agree. yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait to join you guys on tour, man. It's going to be like a yeah. party with all like those like musical scores in between. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. It's really good. Um, I really, I don't know if I can answer that, honestly. Anything Hans Zimmer, anything James Horner, John Williams, like mm-hmm. legend. Star Wars is unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, Armageddon's got a good score. That's yeah. pretty rock. Like I think said that too actually, yeah. When he did his That's action. got a really good score because they, they kind of incorporated um what's Steve Taylor's band called? Aerosmith. Aerosmith, thank you. Yes. <laughs> they kind of incorporated like a lot of the guitar riffs and whatever into it. So that was quite cool. Yeah. But I don't know. Can I just pass and say anything by Hans Zimmer? I yes, sure. That's really good. It's <laughs> a good answer. Are we I was lucky his tour came to Australia in twenty nineteen, so I went and saw the Hans Zimmer live. Show so that was unreal seeing a packed uh, arena where the show plays when we're in Australia too. Yeah, full and just like the orchestra playing like parts of the Caribbean and Gladiator and oh, yeah. all, like all the Christopher Nolan stuff. And it was did they still so do cool. that? Is he still on tour? Well, obviously not now, but was um, he still on? Yeah, in twenty that was in twenty nineteen was when I saw that. That's I think cool. that was earlier in the year too, but it was yeah, it was really cool. It was awesome. All right. Um, yeah, add that if he comes back your way. Uh, what is the best looking film? Mm. So you probably um, take that two ways, like how it's shot or like everything within it, like the Okay, all right. So if you're talking about set and things like that, it's got to be yeah. like the ring. That's just oh, spectacular. Okay. Yeah. Um, like I don't think I don't think there's any other movie that has that kind of scenery really. Apart from yeah. Braveheart. Yes. Just to put that yeah. Um, have you ever seen Marie Antoinette? I have seen clips it's of it, Sophia. but I haven't seen the whole movie. So basically, um, the aesthetic of the movie is the entire thing is to look like a cream cake. That's the only way to explain it. So yeah. everything is just stunning, absolutely yeah. stunning. The movie itself has got a lot to be desired. Like, yeah. it's okay, not wonderful, but yeah. visually, that's when like my inner girl yeah, yeah. who likes pretty things has come out and it's gorgeous, just stunning to watch it. Yeah. Uh, what about, what's the funniest movie that you think you've ever seen? <laughs> I'm a hard one to play to comedy. I really am. Okay. I remember going to the cinema to see Rat Race. Do you remember that yes, movie? Yes, I do remember this one. Yeah, and really I was belly laughing the whole way through it. And it's yep. unlike me because I hate that kind of slapstick comedy humour. Yeah. It's not my jam at all. But something about that movie was just so hysterical. Yeah. I've only seen it the once. 
So yeah. I think if I go back and watch it again, I'll be like, what the hell was I laughing at? But I remember yeah. just dying the whole way through it. Yeah. Good I think anything, he's not even in it that much, but that has Rowan Atkinson in it. And I oh, think he's a legend. He does. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's an absolute one I haven't seen in ages legend. either, so I might have to watch that one too. Have you seen Blackadder? Some of it, not all. Oh, it's just like perfect, I yeah. know, honestly. Perfect comedy. Yeah. I really like, like, obviously the Johnny English films and uh, the, the, like, the Mr. Bean Holiday and stuff like that. I think they're Yay, really, I Mr. Think really good. Yeah, be all over it. Uh, what about the opposite end of the spectrum? What's the saddest film you think you've ever seen? Okay, so I'm a bit of a weird, though. I don't, it takes a lot for me to cry at yeah. a movie. So I did say that I cried at Little Mermaid when I was six, but let's forget <laughs> about that. Yeah. Um, but generally my go-to is happy tears so I cry happy things like I'm emotionally happy rather than I mean it's awful to say this but somebody could be dead buried and gone in a movie and I don't care but if somebody's elated I'm like crying my eyes out but I do remember the Disney movie Up the opening scene of that movie that was probably the only one that's like sad Yes. That I was just a blubbering, blubbering mess the whole way through, like that kind of embarrassed wiping your cheeks in the movie theatre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that one got me. It's a sad one. A good one. I think, uh, yeah, I really rate Up and Coco, I think is like my favourite like Pixar one. I haven't seen Coco yet. It's pretty good. And what, they just put another one out actually, or oh, like a year ago, Soul came out about a year yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that really, really good. Yeah, that was really cool too. And that has really good music. Uh, through it because it's about like a jazz musician so I think that one's really cool I'm um, a really bad Disney on ice skater I don't really watch a lot of Disney movies yeah so I can <laughs> my niece to them so yes uh what about another corner of that now what's the scariest movie you think you've ever seen um and coming oh, I actually realize we've got one of your movies coming up so if that's the answer we can hold on to it until we do that one no because no? I might find that scary but um yeah. One of the ones I was going to put in my top four is a Conjuring. Yeah. And I can watch that every day, all day, and I still get jump scares from that movie, which is yeah. great. Perfect horror movie. Apart from that, I remember seeing Paranormal Activity and being freaked by that a little bit. Oh, yeah. I was watching it with somebody who fell asleep while watching it and thinking, <laughs> you're an at asshole. At the movies or at home? No, it was at home. I was like, yeah. you've left me to watch yeah. this terrifying thing by myself. You will wake up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that affected me a little bit. But um, I love a horror movie. I love anything yeah. that gives you that kind of like adrenaline rush. So I'm pretty, was, I'm pretty yeah. numb when it comes to the fear factor. I don't do too well with them at all. I, uh, on that 2019 tour, Nako and Aaron and I went to the movies a lot. And Narco always wanted to go see the horror films. And I was always like, oh, no, I think I might do anything else that night. Um, that's fine. And he took me to one of them. And I was like dry reaching it every time it got scary. Like, really? <laughs> and he was, I was proper scared. And I was like nearly throwing up. And he was just laughing like it was a dead set comedy. Like I was... <laughs> Because he just has his cackle, doesn't he? Yeah. So that's, I feel like he does that as like a kind of a, a, a deflection. mechanism, yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think too. 
Oh, you have to go on it. Watch The Conjuring. Watch, watch all so the Conjuring. He put that as one of his movies and someone else did it shortly before or after him too. So it's it's on my list. And I just put in, we were just in a lockdown and I just put in a projector and like a 130-inch screen at home. So you can't escape we, from it. Yeah, and we put in like Atmos speakers and stuff in the roof nice. of the house too. So. I feel like I might come around to watching it because that one's come up a fair bit now. I I do think I, I should see it. I've seen Paranormal Activity. Very scary. I just wished, I saw it at the movies too, and I just wished I was the kid the whole time that walked in with a torch and walked out after a minute. Was, that's all I needed to see. I just wished yeah. that was me the whole time. <laughs> I'm out of here. Bye. Um, what is a movie that you can't believe you still haven't seen? The Godfather. One, two, yeah. or three. Yeah, same. I haven't seen those either. You haven't much seen like, it either. Much like the rest of the classics. We can yeah. be friends. <laughs> the sad was it happens in The Godfather. We yeah. can be in that class. Yeah. I was going to jump on to your next uh, movie trailer now, and this is for Get Out. Tell us about this one. It's just like the best movie. It's just so perfect in every sense of the manner. Um, Jordan Peele, I think it was his first, his first yeah, directorial, and he nailed it on the absolute head. Like he took a horror genre, and he had black comedy in there, and he had some hard hitting twists in there, and he had some twists and turns, and he had action, and it was just phenomenal the whole way through it. And I, I always feel like I've seen that movie probably on average about a thousand times now, and yeah. I see something <laughs> new every, every time. time. Yeah. Every single time, he's got so many little like tidbits the whole way through it that yeah. I'm just like, this guy's a genius, yeah. and the movie's fantastic. Yeah, it's so clever. I wish like I would have, if I was to ever make something, I wish I would have enough forethought to like put in all those little little clues and Easter eggs along the way. But I I just don't think I'd be clever enough to like to have thought of it, you know. But you wonder how long he's working on that for? It's obviously exactly. his like AB, right? So he's yeah. he's absolutely nailed it. But um, think, sorry, go yeah. on. Okay, I just think like the fact that he even the fact that the main characters in the movie, like, because the movie is obviously one of the major themes of racism, right? Mm-hmm. And he could have easily have put the house somewhere in the south in America, and you know where people are like that normally. But he made it in like upstate New York, which is very yeah. liberal. He didn't make anything about the movie obvious. Yes, which I thought was so cool. So cool. Yeah, it has um, one of, like, the best scenes of, like, tension I think I've ever seen in a movie, and it's where you're pretty clued on to you think you know what's going on, and uh, it's when he's trying to leave the house and the tension hasn't quite broken yet. Like, the explanation hasn't been made entirely clear, Mm -hmm. although you're pretty sure you know what it is, and it's when he's trying to leave the house and Rose is, like, searching frantically through her own handbag for the car keys that they they can't find and it's just becoming more and more obvious I think to the audience what what's kind of afoot and what's being withheld still at the minute and just how long they sustain that that like tension for and how long they kind of string the audience on a little bit a bit longer than I think you otherwise ordinarily would and then obviously break the tension with her reveal of Oh, these keys! No, I can't give them to you. It's just such a oh, get yeah, out! They just, like <laughs> they just pulled you in. They just pulled you yeah. in so well. 
Now, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's a generational thing because I showed that movie to my mum and dad recently, actually, um, like last summer, I think it was, and they had visitors in the house and they were watching a movie with visitors and I put that movie on for them and they did not enjoy it one bit. No. They yeah. were like, it was weird. What the hell? Like, they were so confused. They were just like, we don't, they understood the, the concept of it, but they didn't yeah. understand what made it so good. So I was like, I yeah. wonder if it's like a generational thing. Yeah. Because anybody of our generation that's seen it is just like, this movie's sick. You have to watch yeah. it. But I wonder, I wonder if it's just like tuned in for us and our viewing pleasure, you know? Yeah, that's, that's wild, I guess, too. I, I don't think I've ever, sh- I don't know if my parents had seen it. But I, I, that was one of the ones, too, I kind of remember seeing pretty early in its, like, theatrical release with a decent crowd. And it, it kind of, like, when you see these big Marvel ones, there's, Australia also at the movies is kind of quite uh, subdued and relaxed with its okay. theatre reactions. So those big Marvel event ones, when things happen, and they, they kind of get pretty big cheers, which is kind of unusual. But I can remember seeing this one and probably all similarly aged people in the theatre, but kind of just hearing people just kind of going, like doing the really awkward like tenses and oh, yep. like just these ones were kind of really quiet reactions, but quiet like intimate reactions to themselves or whoever their immediate group was, not kind of loud projected ones to the entire, to the entire crowd. And there's that, that scene. And I think there's one, the well, it's been out for a while, so we can spoil it, I guess. But the end of the film when he gets away, and then a police car kind of turns up, and everyone's immediate reaction in the theater being like, "Oh no, like he's got away!" But now the police are calling. Yeah, he's going to get right back to it again. Yeah, and it's just his friend from the from the. Uh, I actually, I recently heard that they have like about seven or eight alternate endings to that movie. Yeah, and I haven't seen any of them which is weird. So I'm going to have to check it out and look at them all. And there's so many different variations of how he wanted it to end. Yeah. I've heard but, that um, too. I'll have to give a YouTube search, I think, and see what's on. Um, Cause it was so, like. I think it was so rare for a movie of that caliber to have a happy ending almost. Absolutely. Like I was expecting the bad movie. I was expecting the bad ending, expecting the yeah. worst. Um, no, it was, it was a nice surprise. I liked it a lot. Absolutely. No, it was really, it was really clever. I'm super glad I saw it at the movies too, because I think I thought it was a horror more than a thriller, and yeah. so I probably was a bit hesitant. I'm sure before I even went in, but kind of one I was super glad I had ended up going to see the way I saw it. Um, see, I put it, I put it off for ages though because I it was recommended to me. Um, so my brother is my movie muse he's got the best taste mm-hmm. in movies and he had mentioned it to me a couple of years ago well when it first came out and then I didn't see it at that point and then it was um, my boyfriend who my ex-boyfriend sorry who has notoriously bad taste in movies like awful taste in yeah. movies and he recommended it to me so I kind of put off seeing it for quite some time because I was like mm, if you like it it's going to be shit yeah. you know but yep yeah, nope one of my top four. Love it. Yeah. No, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I fully agree. I think, I don't know if it's my top four. If I expanded my list, it would definitely be within 10, I think. it's. I think it's Morgan, really, really trying to put it down to four is a near or an impossible yeah, task. Yeah, I know, right? I don't think if I got asked to do this myself, would I be able to do it? Yeah, it's quite difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll move on a little bit more. Uh, 
do you try and watch movies that get like good reviews and are award-winning films or does that not really mean much to you you're going to see it because do you think it looks good like you're not particularly fussed about its reviews or its award status or anything like that Mm, I've been both equally surprised by movies that have had bad reviews and I've been disappointed by movies that have had good reviews. So honestly, it doesn't matter to me. Like I haven't seen Parasite yet, which whenever yeah. people tell me how good it is and how shocked they are, I haven't seen it. I'm just like, well, I'll get to it when I do get to it. Yeah. But I remember when um, when Suicide Squad came out, I didn't see it for a few weeks and yeah, it got yeah. slated, absolutely slated. And every single, every single review was just like, this is the worst movie in the world. So I went to it with absolutely no expectations and I really enjoyed it. It was just such yeah. a fun movie. And I yeah. thought I'm never listening to reviews ever again because, you know, this is my opinion of it. Yeah, Maybe yeah. because the bar was so low. This yeah. is why I enjoyed the movie. But You'd heard enough about it before that it wasn't great, that you kind of went in not expecting much and yeah. surprised, yeah. Just make your own mind up about things. Yeah. I That one I saw in Auckland, New Zealand, while on a D33. Mm-hmm. We went to a midnight screening before a load-in. <laughs> and I'd never been so angry that I missed out on two hours worth of sleep before a load-in. I was so disappointed. Really? I, like, I would have much rather have just slept. I was so furious. I was like, I should have just went the next day. Like It was, it was just so hyped up, though, that movie. It was yeah, going to be like the best thing. I mean, the best I just thing had about those really it good is, trailers with those songs and yeah. stuff like Queen and mm-hmm. whatever put on it. And then I think, yeah, I, I just remember we all walked home in silence, just furious that we had to go to work <laughs> in like four hours. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't even worth it. <laughs> yeah, it was no good. Uh-oh. And then they brought out Birds of Prey, which was like even worse. So, yeah. Have you seen the new Suicide Squad? Mm-mm. Not yet. That's- I like that. That was pretty cool. I thought that was a much better version of it, I guess. Okay, all right. I need to get back to the cinema soon. I feel like my uh, my mind is still very much on the pandemic and we can't go right. to these places, but we can. Yeah, so Spider-Man, you've still not seen it. You were just... Oh, don't even get me started. Excited. I've been avoiding the spoilers like bullets, so I have... Yeah, proper Matrix in it all the way around. You know? <laughs> um, what's a movie you've seen uh, and you really loved it but you've watched it again and realised you've had a change of opinion and it wasn't as good as you first remembered it being. The original Blade Runner. Oh, okay, yeah. I, so I told you my brother is like my movie muse. He made me watch this like when I was far too young to watch it, I'm guessing. Um, And I remember just thinking it was the coolest film in the world ever. Just Mm -hmm. everything about it was sensational. And then I re-watched it when they were doing the remake, just so I yeah. kind of like refresh myself and whatever, and I fell asleep and I hated it. And I, I don't yeah. know if it's because CGI and special effects have come on so much that it just was dry and slow and boring. I don't, I don't know, but mm-hmm. what I thought it was was no longer. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, devastating. Have you seen the new one, twenty twenty forty nine? Have you seen that one? No, just good. So was your rewatch before that one? Honestly, honestly, it was so bad. It was literally I couldn't get through the old one, so I just gave up hope. Yeah, I will get to it. It's on like my my list of Netflix movies to watch one day. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Did you like it? It was tough. It was pretty. Was it? Yeah. It was. uh, Which is a shame because that guy that's made him Denis Villeneuve has made like Sicario 
and Arrival, mm. and he just did uh, Dune as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's just had that this trend of getting longer and longer. And <laughs> there, I'm a bit like, oh, rein it in, champ. You're good, but rein it in. Like, just exactly. He's yeah. going for the artistic vibe, isn't he? Yeah. Um, what is a movie that surprised you the most? You kind of went in with no expectation. Uh, but you came out really glad you seen it. You were saying Daniel Blake kind of before when you watched that because mm-hmm. you just put it on a plane not expecting much. But is there any any others that are like that for you? Harry Potter. Oh, really? I didn't know I didn't know anything about Harry Potter when the movies came out. I had never read the books. I had never nothing about it. And I was still a competitive figure skater when the first movie came out. And I remember I had like a, a split day of training. So I was training in the morning and then training in the afternoon. And I wasn't driving at the time. I think I was just 16. And my mum would drive me to the rink, bless her heart. So she refused to go home in between these sessions. So we used to have like a little movie date. And we went to go see Harry Potter just because it was out. Um, And I loved it. And then that year for Christmas, I begged for all the books and I devoured them basically. And then it became one of my favourite movies. Yeah, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I've never heard of anyone answering that as, like, answered that film as the answer. That's kind of one that people have always been like, yep, I knew about it, loved it. That's so cool that you were one that was, like, not phased by it and then found it just because. That's awesome. Yeah. I'd never never even heard of it, actually, when it came out. (laughs) I don't know what hole I was living in, but I was somewhere. (laughs) What's a movie that you've seen, you really liked it, but no need to watch it again, just seeing it the once was enough? Avatar. Oh, yes. I know. Yeah. Like, great movie. It was fab. I seen it in 3D, actually, which was really cool, because I remember the the forest scene, the trees and the leaves came at you, which was nice. Yeah. But, um, no, I'd be happy to never see it ever again. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Good answer. Check. Done. Yeah. Um, I'll move on now to your final trailer before we get to your main feature. And this is for... D2, The Mighty Ducks. Why, oh, why do you like this movie? I'm such a weirdo. Um, This is the movie that got me ice skating. Yeah. So basically, I went to see this movie when it came out. I went to the, fir- went to the first one when it came out with my brother. And they started a little, like, roller hockey team together. And mm. then my mom took me and my brother to the ice hockey team because it was opening up at certain times of the year. Sure. And I was in the ice hockey team for a little bit and I was so bad at it that basically the boys just bullied me and elbow-checked me into the into the headers oh. and whatever and whatnot. So my mum very swiftly took me out of the hockey team and got me into figure skating. Yeah. Yeah, but so that was the first one. But the second one, I remember... There was a character called Julie the Cat Gaffney. She was a goalkeeper. Okay. And she was just the coolest chick. So I went back <laughs> for a second and I started doing ice hockey again as a goalkeeper. Yeah. And I just loved it. And yeah. it just basically inspired me to, like, you know, do what yeah, I'm yeah. doing now. So, And, again, it's one of those movies that even though it's set for 12-year-olds, if it's on TV, I'll sit down and I'll watch it. Yeah. I'll stop whatever yeah. I'm doing. This is, I remember, like, as a kid, Disney Channel would always play these like if they had nothing on the weekends they would just be like a mighty ducks marathon there's like two or two or three films i think there is and uh 
Yeah, but I, I, I was, the only question I was going to ask is, what is it that it's the second film that got you there and not the first? Well, it was because of that character, because they brought a whole bunch of different characters into it and they went to, like, was it the, the Commonwealth Games or the Junior Olympic Games they went to? And I also remember having the biggest crush on one of the boys, <laughs> Mendoza, his name was. Yeah. And I just, uh, I just used to watch it just for him, to be honest. And that yeah, was how sure. I got into it even more. But, um, but no, I just, it's one of those movies that trumped the first one. Yeah. Like I haven't seen The Godfather or The Godfather Part 2, but I believe the second one's far better than the first one, yeah. as is Home Alone 2, as is Mickey sure. Ducks 2. Okay, very good. <laughs> That's awesome. So do you have both pair of skates still? Like do you have a hockey pair of skates and a figure skating? Or just no, a figure I skating? I gave that dream yeah. up long ago. Yeah. I remember when I got my first job, I was like a nice steward at one of the local ice rinks. And I was yeah. like, you know, going around to public sessions just with the whistle and yeah, whatever. Right, right. A lot of pair of hockey skates for that just to be cool because all yeah. the boys were wearing hockey skates right, and hockey I had skates. my great white figure skates on. Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't go them. I think I yeah. fell more than the public members fell. So got rid of them <laughs> pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's awesome. My main question for you was like about it being the second one but I actually think that's really cool you were saying like it was the character of the goalie was the one that like got you into it which I think is really cool so that that's a great answer I could I couldn't I didn't remember that character when I thought of it but thanks it makes loads of sense that's really cool Julie the cat Gaffney she was a cool chick I remember for um my brother because he still played hockey till he's later like till a lot later on and he used to always get like the the pads and the um the helmets and whatever for sure. like birthdays, Christmas, whatever. Yeah. And it was one Christmas, my mom got me a goalkeeper helmet, and it was the Mighty Ducks, yeah, like the yeah, actual yeah, like, yeah. emblem. And I still have it because when I was home during the pandemic, I was up in my mom and dad's loft, and I was like sorting out all my old childhood stuff to like move out from. Yeah. And I found the the goalie helmet, um, and I'm like, oh man, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Um, this one too came out in 94. So was this one you saw at the movies for the first time or is this one that you saw like after it had probably been out for some time and just... I think I saw that at the movies. I must have seen yeah. the first one earlier on though because I didn't start figure skating until like 96 maybe, 97. Yeah. Um, so I must have seen the first one beforehand and then went to the movies for the second one. And that's sure, when I really wanted to get my hockey yeah. skates on. Yeah. Go nice. for it. Man, yeah, that's a thousand years ago, isn't it? Hasn't it, it paid off though, Angel? Like Disney on ice. And now you're doing <laughs> dancing on ice over in the UK on, on right. TV as well. Which is <laughs> just, you're just actually preparing to go back and start. Well, you are back yeah. actually and you're filming that as well, which is. We start filming cool. next week, which is crazy. Which is which is awesome. And you're at a studio that has filmed some pretty big movies that you were pretty starstruck by when you found out that they were there, have been yeah. there, and one that Star is currently Wars there. <laughs> yeah. You had your pretty mind one when you found that out, which was really cool. Actually, um, um, the security guy of the studio a few days ago, because they're filming Band of Brothers there right now, um, and it's Spielberg and Tom Hanks is there doing it. And he was saying, because where the studio is, there's nothing around about. It's just like a, an airfield, basically, mm -hmm. and they build a set. 
but he was saying that Spielberg gets helicoptered in every single day. Oh my god! To the set because he's staying at the Savoy in London or the Ritz in London, and he gets a helicopter in every day. So he, of course, he does. He sees the chopper coming in, yeah, and waves them down. That's As you do. Is that <laughs> the one where they've just filmed Doctor Strange at too? Oh, I don't know actually. Yeah, I know that was filming over in the UK the other day, but um. Oh, I don't know. Well, that means that Glasgow. Year. They had a lot of things filming in Glasgow this summer. Yeah, Indiana right. Jones was there. Batman was there. Oh. It's quite cool. So in the Angela Louise Egan biopic, who plays Angela Louise Egan? Okay. Um, there is an actress called Mina Savari. Yes. She was the young girl who was in American Beauty, which was way back when with Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. And not anymore, but when I was 16, 17 years old, we looked remarkably similar okay. to the point my uncle had to walk out of the movie because she was having relations with a very older man oh. and he couldn't see past my face yes, having it on, on the screen. So he walked yep. out. So yeah, I would take I'll do it. Yep, we'll take that one. <laughs> um, do you have a favourite line or piece of dialogue from a movie that's really stuck with you? Oh, God. It's pretty broad, I think, that one, right? We can move past yeah. that one. <laughs> oh, do you know what? You know the whole the whole um, Macaulay Culkin scene in um, Home Alone when he's booking the hotel room? Yes. And he'll have a large pizza and all that stuff. And yeah. yeah, all of that. Just all, all of that. <laughs> okay. Uh, who is your favourite character from cinema? Any movie ever. Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Oh, interesting. He's a little creep. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Who is your favourite filmmaker? Like, they're making a movie. It doesn't matter what it is. You're going to go see it because they made it. Probably Scorsese. Yeah? Interesting. Knowing what's coming out. You can't can't really go wrong. Yeah. Okay. And what movie do you think has the best ending? Um, until the spoilers came out, The Sixth Sense. Okay, yeah. It's a really nice twist. The first time time I seen that movie, I remember just being like, damn, all right, that's pretty good. But once you've seen it, that's it. You know what happens. It's difficult to have that same effect twice. First ending. Or Inception, actually. Inception with the the spinning top. Yeah. So what do you think is it? Is he he dreaming or is he... Is he? I think I think he's still dreaming because his kids haven't aged at the end. Oh, okay. Or he, or his kids. But I he's wearing remember. the ring when he spins it. Isn't that? Isn't the ring the totem? Oh. Or I is the ring it. not the totem? Because the, the spinning top is. Kind of worms here. <laughs> the spinning top is not his totem. That's his wife's totem. I thought is the. I'm going to have to go back and watch it now. It's yeah. been a minute. <laughs> You've messed me up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's tomorrow's yeah. viewing. <laughs> okay. It is now time for your number one favourite movie, and this is The Wolf of Wall Street. Yay. Tell us. Like, how can it not be your favourite movie? It's just the best movie on the planet, and how poor yeah. Leo did not get the Oscar for that movie, I will never know. Yes, you did not. Never you got know. it for, like, The Revenant, I think, didn't you? Yeah, which was, honestly, I'm sorry if anybody's a fan, but it was the most boring movie of all time. 
Like I, yeah. apart from the bear scene, everything was just like, oh, ugh, come on. Yeah. Great acting, boring movie. Um, I do think they gave it to him for that, out of like a little sympathy of. Yes. Sorry, we couldn't we, do it to you. Last year, so you can have it years. Yeah. Here you yeah. go. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Like again, a movie that I didn't go into thinking I would like at all. Mm-hmm. Thoroughly entertaining. Scorsese's fantastic. Like he's the best guy ever. Um, yeah. It's just such a funny story. And the fact that 90% of it is bang on accurate is insane. Yes. Absolutely insane. And Leo DiCaprio was just, this is absolute shining moment. He nailed it. Yeah, it was excellent. Is this one you saw at the movies too for the first time? Or how did how did you remember how you saw this one? No, what? I've seen it again. Yeah, I yeah. know. All, I think all my favourite movies, I didn't see at the cinema. Yeah, right. That's the crazy. crazy um, I always associate like you see a movie like and you remember it through the movie. So I think you might be one of the first ones that's seen all of their films for the first time, not theatrically, which is crazy. That's nuts, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe I look at it from a deeper meaning. I don't know. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like it's just, it was a hard one to pick. It was either this or Star Wars, to be honest. And Star Wars yeah. is so good, but like, it's just. This is it was new, it was fresh in a time yeah. when movies were just getting repetitive and then sequels are coming out and redos are coming out, then yeah, this one just was so refreshing. So Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's so clever. It's um it's three hours long, so it is not a short movie, not one to watch if you're in a time crunch. It's uh, But you know what? I don't I still don't feel like it feels like three hours long. It moves genuinely. Yeah. Like that's, I think that's when you know it's a good one because you don't sit thinking, oh, look at my I'm watch here. It's finished, yeah. Yeah, yeah but no, um, three hours, man, really. Do you have like a favourite scene perhaps from this one? Like I think I can, mine would probably be the, the where he gets, he almost overdoses on the quaaludes and he's trying to climb yes. back into his car, crawling that's down bloody, steps, That's bloody hilarious. Yeah. Apparently it's so true as well. Like I, uh, yeah, I don't doubt it. Yeah, the effects and unbelievable. Um, <laughs> the scene with his little sidekick when they have the Steve Madden shoe guy coming in as well. Yes. For many many years after that movie, me and my sister in law, whenever we went into a shoe shop, we would ask for Steve Madden in that voice. So um, <laughs> that probably yeah. sticks a little bit. Yeah. Um, everything. Matthew McConaughey. His scenes are just like oofed. Um, the yacht scene. Everything, yeah. It's just a perfect movie. It really is. It's it's, um, it's huge. Australia's own, Australia's sweetheart, should I say, Margot Robbie. One of her first major Hollywood movies, too. I think. Massive girl crush on her in this movie. She is smoking hot, like yeah, big time. And she, she wasn't well known at that point, was she? It was one of her first big movies. She hadn't gone and done things yet, like um, Suicide Squad and. Tarzan and yeah, I think this is definitely. She's going to get an Oscar scene that lady. She really is. Yeah. Um, because she was in Neighbours, wasn't she? She was or was she Home was, and Away. Oh, yeah, uh, she was Neighbours. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she was Neighbours. I think. No, she was great though. She had was a was it a Boston accent she had in the movie, or was it a Brooklyn accent? That she kind did. Of like, yeah, yeah. She was, oh, it was so there's good. interviews where she talks about how every time she does the accent, she just pretends she was like a rich lady getting her nails done or something and so yeah. she talks very like like <laughs> this and that she's like that just made the voice happen and like, oh, whatever does it for her, i guess but method acting pretty, to something yeah 
which is crazy. Um, this, I think, had a couple of Wolf of Wall Street when its trailers came out, had like a lot of really current songs and stuff on it, I remember too. So I remember there being like Kanye songs and stuff on the trailers. And then uh, I don't think the film has the actual songs in it, but I think the song that kind of sticks out to everyone, or not even a song, rather just the chant that Matthew McConaughey does where we're doing the, mm-hmm. the chest beating, I think is probably a Which bit Which apparently was is, like completely improvised. I wouldn't be surprised. Eh? I think I know. a Matthew McConaughey thing to start doing. What an absolute legend. What an icon. I agree. Get him on your show. I'll try. I'll I'll reach out and ask, but I might be busy. It might not be his problem to get on there. Oh, you know, you know. Um, I have two more questions for you. One's a question and then one's a bit of something else. Um, What is, like, the next movie you're really looking forward to seeing this year? Spider-Man. I'm behind the curve on this one. Can't wait. We're recording this in the... early January of 2022, which still feels weird to say. Um, So I'm late, very late. And then I've now gone and used one of your um, top four films and I've found a one-star review online. But I've taken out as many of the references as I could so that it still makes sense. And I was going to see if you could try and guess uh, maybe what uh, what the film was. Uh, so the title they reviewed it was One Star, uh, Leave the Cinema and Get a Refund. Uh, this oh. film was lacking in every way. The story was thin and recycled on cheesy explanations and setups of trying to condense a slightly dark narrative. Uh, the dialogue was uh, pretty sparse and very dull. Uh, I didn't hear a single laugh the entire movie. Um, oh, no, gave it away. <laughs> Uh, also, the acting, the story, and the script was just plain awful. Uh, this is basically, um, oh no, that line will give it away. I can't say that one, sorry. <laughs> what oh. movie do you think that person is describing? Only by the fact that you referenced dark. I'm going to say get out. Correct. Nailed it. Am I right? Yeah, it was. Man, this person has no taste in movies whatsoever. <laughs> you know what? No. Maybe it was my mom and dad who did Perhaps. that review. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like it. Maybe it was. Maybe we'll have to send a strongly worded letter to Mr. and Mrs. Egan and say, hey, it's actually not that bad, right? Oh, what? No. I mean, like, each to their own. I mean, I wasn't yes. a fan of Avatar, whatever, but yeah. get some but better taste Yeah, each they are wrong. They are wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, that's it. Thank you uh, so much, Angela, for doing this. I really appreciate um, you coming on. And, and Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. It's really good. You're about to uh, be on television for those in the UK on ITV. We're doing some uh, Dancing on Ice uh, sure for, the next, for the next couple of months, I think. And then who knows, maybe back on Disney on Ice. So if people disagree with your taste in movies or they want to catch up, where can they uh, find you? Yeah, um, on Instagram, I am under the Angela Egan. The so Angela come on, Egan. give me your music, your movie, sorry, your movie banter, not your music banter. Yes. Bring it on. Yeah.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bottomless Popcorn. For bonus content, news, and upcoming guests, follow us on Instagram at Bottomless Popcorn Pod. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at bottomlesspopcornpod at gmail.com. And be sure to leave a review of your own favorite film wherever you listen to podcasts.